The text for the sermon this morning is taken from our scripture reading from 1 Peter 5, the verses 6 and 7. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him, because he cares for you. Beloved congregation of our Lord Jesus Christ, in recent weeks we have all been greatly impacted by how fragile our life is and how quickly we can lose our life or be seriously injured. We grieve and mourn with the parents and the family and the friends. May they be comforted by Jesus Christ, who alone can give what is needed. How very sobering it is when we consider our weakness and how quickly things can change so dramatically. We've been confronted with this not only with the accident in Carmen, but also with the destruction of an entire village by wildfires in BC and the starting of many more fires and ongoing serious situation. When things are going well, we can so easily forget how fragile and limited we are. We can start to think that nothing can go wrong and that we're able to handle everything easily. But this is clearly not the case. In this fallen and sinful world, our weakness and our sinfulness is very quickly apparent. It is so difficult for us to live as God's children truly humbling ourselves before Him and living out of the salvation He has given us in Jesus Christ. We have been confronted with this reality also in dealing with COVID since March 2020. It has been difficult and frustrating for a wide variety of reasons, but partly also because it is hard for us to be as humble as we should we just wish that we didn't have to deal with this or that we didn't have such disagreements as we do or that everyone would just agree with our perspective or that the government would just do things differently and so we could go on. How we have responded has been revealing and we have not always shown the grace and humility towards others that we should have. We are humbled because it is all clearly bigger than what we can handle by ourselves. We are forced to recognize that we cannot fix or solve these things by ourselves. Growing in humility is a lifelong pursuit for us as God's children. We read in chapter 4, that sometimes we will need to suffer and be insulted for the name of Christ. We can only endure this if we entrust ourselves to our faithful Creator. This requires humility. We need to let go of the control we would like to have in events in our life and instead place all of our trust in God on high. As redeemed sinners, our task is to do what is good and right and leave the rest up to God. 
This theme of humility continues in chapter 5. When Peter exhorts the elders to model humility in how they carry out their task. They are to shepherd the flock of God in their care by willingly and eagerly being examples to the flock. That is the way they are to exercise oversight over the flock. Obedience to this charge will be rewarded by the unfading crown of glory when Jesus Christ returns. In verse 5, those who are younger are commanded to show this attitude of service and submission to those who are older. Those who are young are to benefit from the wisdom of those who are older and therefore listen to them. And Peter hastens to add that indeed all of us must clothe ourselves with humility toward one another. We are reminded how the Lord Jesus modeled this humble service when he washed the feet of the disciples. This was a menial task that no one wanted to do. But Jesus did it because he loved the disciples and wanted to show how we must humble ourselves and be of service to one another. We must be humble, Peter writes, for God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. God gives his undeserved favor to the humble because they know that they do not deserve his grace and favor. God opposes those who are proud in themselves and think they don't need God. But God esteems those who are contrite in heart and lowly and humble themselves before God. The humble abandon any sense of pride and merit in themselves, but give themselves over to God, entrusting themselves completely to Him. I proclaim to you God's word under this theme. Give yourselves over to God, and He will uphold you. First, humble yourselves, and God will exalt you. Second, do not worry for God cares for you. Peter writes in verse 6, Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God, so that in the proper time He may exalt you. Being humble is very unnatural for us who have a sinful nature. Our sinful nature wants us to be proud to exalt in ourselves, to assert ourselves at the expense of others. Our sinful nature teaches us to be proud of our accomplishments, to belittle what others do, and to insist that we know best. The culture in which Peter wrote this letter, the classical culture of Greece and Rome, did not value humility as an ethical virtue as a way of good behavior. Those who adopted a servant attitude were thought to be losers, as people who could not stick up for themselves and defend their rights. The way to be was to assert oneself strongly, to impose one's will on others, to be at the top of the heap in your social circle or community. 
the very idea of washing each other's feet, as Jesus taught them by his example, was completely foreign and seemed ridiculous to pagans at the time. And it still seems ridiculous to us who are born and conceived in sin. The culture in which we live, in which we now read the word of the Lord in our text, is not much different in this respect from the culture of Peter's day. Self-assertion, being proud, are considered to be virtues. We live in an age of blatant self-promotion and pride. Nowadays, being full of pride is considered to be a good thing. Man thinks that he is free from the shackles of divine commandments and therefore can now set his own agenda. And so we find ourselves in the perfect storm of both our culture and our sinful nature, inclining us and pushing us to pride and opposition to God. But thanks be to God, He has shown His mercy towards us and has come down in grace and compassion in Jesus Christ, His Son. He has given us the ultimate example of humility in giving of Himself for our salvation and in leading a godly and humble life. He was humble because He was so utterly focused on His Heavenly Father and His will for His life. His own will was completely subservient to God's will. As believers in Jesus Christ, we have been given the Spirit of Christ so that we would be enabled more and more to live and to walk humbly. Through the power of the Spirit, we are equipped to fight against our selfish and sinful nature so that we desire to make God's will our own. Humbling ourselves means that we seek everything from the Lord. Then we empty ourselves in order that we might be filled with the Lord and His blessings. When we humble ourselves before the Lord, then we realize that we rely upon Him for all good things, for every blessing. This is the essence of the life of faith, the life of the believer, the child of God, who knows that his heavenly Father is the source of everything that is good. Without him, we are nothing. This kind of humility is not an unhealthy negativism, but it is a faithful and upright attitude, a way of thinking which reckons with the reality of the one true God. Since God made all things and daily upholds everything He has made, we are dependent creatures. Since God is the Creator and we are the work of His hands, His craftsmanship, since He is the potter and we are the clay, then it is right and good for us to be truly humble. Then we can find peace and security in His mighty hand and find shelter in the shadow of His wing. 
we are to humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. We humble ourselves so that He might exalt us at the proper time. The mighty hand of God is all-powerful. He works mighty wonders. We have heard of these mighty wonders throughout Scripture and have experienced them ourselves in our own lives. It is the mighty hand of the Lord which rescued His people from oppression in Egypt. It is the mighty hand of the Lord which guided His people through the wilderness and provided water from the rock and manna from heaven for them to eat. Peter experienced the mighty hand of God when he was rescued from prison by the angels. Whoever humbles himself under God's mighty hand will also experience God's favor in being exalted in God's time. This is clearly shown in the life of Jesus Christ, our Savior, as well. He humbled himself in the ultimate way by emptying himself and being obedient even unto death. He is God, but then he made himself nothing, took the form of a servant and became man. He suffered terribly at the hand of God and descended into hell itself. But then, in his time, at the right time, God himself also exalted him. He raised him from the dead and highly exalted him and gave to him the name that is above every name. And now, because Jesus Christ was raised up and taken up into heaven, we may also approach the throne of grace and find grace to help us in our time of need, in our time of trouble and sorrow. Beloved brothers and sisters, God's ways are not our ways. We do not always understand why things happen the way they do. His ways are so far above our ways. We are like little children before Him who can never fathom His purposes, His deep thoughts and plans. We may need to go through difficult trials and hardships and do not always understand their purpose so clearly. Part of being humble is that we, are, we nevertheless, even though we do not understand, that we nevertheless entrust ourselves to God and rely upon Him. We can't figure it out, but God knows what He's doing. Do not doubt that the mighty hand of God accomplishes His will. There is nothing which can change that. And so let us always humble ourselves, knowing that He will exalt us in His time and according to His way. When we humble ourselves before God and give ourselves over to Him, trusting Him from the bottom of our heart, then we may know that we are blessed and will be provided for in the best possible way, according to God's will. 
It may not be the way that we had initially thought. It may be a very different and unexpected way. But God most definitely gives grace to the humble and mercy and compassion to those who are contrite before Him. Beloved in the Lord, when we humble ourselves, acknowledge our guilt and transgressions, and repent from our sins, then He will shower us with His forgiveness, with blessing and peace, the peace which transcends all understanding. Jesus Christ has come to forgive sinners, not those who are self-righteous and think that they do not need a Savior. It is painful and difficult for us to confess our sins and to acknowledge our shortcomings. But this is also an important part of humility. At times we may feel overwhelmed by our sins. But the gospel is that God's grace in Jesus Christ is far greater than our sins. His mercy, His kindness, His compassion and His steadfast love is from everlasting to everlasting for those who love Him and humble themselves before Him. In verse 7, the Apostle Peter mentions one specific way in which we can humble ourselves before Him. And so we come to the second point. We read in verse 7, Casting all your anxieties on Him because He cares for you. Surely this is one of the most beautiful commands in all of Scripture. Cast all your worries, concerns, fears, and anxieties on the Lord. You do not have to carry them all yourself. And indeed, you should not be carrying them. Rather, give them over to the Lord. There are things in life which are just too much to bear. Things which we simply cannot deal with on our own. We may have to deal with serious illness, the tragic death of a loved one, disappointment and betrayal, sins which overwhelm us, and so many other things which can cause much distress, worry, and anxiety in this life of sorrow. Do not hold on to them and try to carry them yourself. You cannot do that, and it is foolish to try. Rather, cast them upon the Lord, for He does care for you. He wants to help us and will carry your load for you. In His Sermon on the Mount in Matthew 6, the Lord Jesus tells us not to worry. He said that since God takes care of us, we must not worry about our life about what we will eat or drink, or what we will wear. And does worrying help in any way? Does it add a single hour to our span of life? Jesus encourages us to take our example from the lilies of the field and the grass. 
They do not work or spin, and yet our Heavenly Father feeds them. Do not worry, but bring it all to the Lord, knowing that He will care for us and watch over us, no matter what our outward circumstances might be. Do not be overwhelmed by anxious thoughts of the future, for the Lord holds the future in the palm of His hand. He has the most wonderful plans for that future, plans which we do not know, which we are not privy to. Wait for Him. Be strong and take heart, take courage, wait for the Lord, and He will provide. Our task is to trust Him, to humbly stretch out our hand, waiting for Him to fill it. Lay all of your cares upon Him and leave them there. Trust in Him, for His hand is mighty and all-powerful. We can so easily be prone to worry. Worry is caused by us realizing that we cannot handle certain situations on our own. And so we wonder how we will manage things, and we worry. We can easily be overwhelmed by the cares and concerns of this life, and these things can threaten to take over our lives. We can go down into dark valleys and can wonder if God is really near us. But even there, he promises to be with us and will never forsake us. His rod and His staff, they comfort us. Brothers and sisters, our God is very near. So do not keep on worrying, but cast all your anxieties on the Lord because He cares for you. Always remember that the Lord cares about you very deeply. He loves us far more than we realize. We have become so familiar with the ultimate demonstration of His love in Jesus Christ, His Son, that there is the danger that we almost don't hear it anymore. And yet how awe-inspiring and utterly amazing is the fact that God Himself became man and lived with us on this earth. He showed His love so deeply that He gave His life and suffered eternal death for us in our place. He suffered God's eternal wrath so that we might receive God's eternal blessings. No matter how we might feel, that fact never changes. We might not always grasp the depth of God's love or experience His loving favor, but it remains true. Give yourself over to Him and trust yourself to Him by casting all your cares and worries upon Him and you will experience the relief and comfort He gives to those who love Him. Our Heavenly Father is the God of your life, who made you and formed you in your mother's womb. 
He has determined his plan for your life. He will never abandon you in the midst of your suffering. The troubles you may now be experiencing are only light and momentary when compared with the eternal weight of glory which God has in store for the humble and the contrite. Go to this amazing God and cast all of your cares and anxieties upon Him, for He does care for you so very much. He wants us to grow in Him and to experience the relief which He alone can give. He will continue to lead and guide us to that final goal of eternal glory. Flee from all ways of pride and self-reliance. This is what the world around us teaches us. We are told that we need to solve all of our problems ourselves. Nothing could be further from the truth. It is only the Lord who can deliver us and come to our rescue in our distress and troubles. Ways of pride and self-reliance will only give us more troubles, far more than we can handle. No, we need to humble ourselves before the Lord, and He will exalt us. Give yourself over to the Lord, and He will uphold you in His mighty hand. And trust yourself into His care, and He will never disappoint you. Lean on Him, and He will be your support and your refuge your whole life through and into the next life. Do not try to do everything yourself, but rely upon the Lord to help you each day again. When we ask Him, He will always answer. When we knock, He will always open. For He cares for us and loves us, and we are very precious to Him. This means that we can rejoice in the Lord always and exalt in Him. Humble yourself before Him and exalt in His glory and majesty. Humble yourself before Him and He will exalt you and raise you up to His heavenly heights on the great day of His Son's return. The Apostle Peter reaches a wonderful conclusion in his letter, in the verses 10 and 11. And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who has called you to his eternal glory in Christ, will himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you. To him be the dominion forever and ever. We hear these words also at profession of faith services. How encouraging they are. When we humble ourselves before God, He will certainly exalt us at the proper time. Ultimately, this is fulfilled at the return of Jesus Christ. Then this God of all grace will restore us so that we will prosper in God's kingdom and service. 
we will be confirmed and strengthened in our faith and trust in God. We will also be established and rooted in Christ in a complete and total way. This is a process which starts now already in this life, but will be completed later. These are all gifts of the God of all grace, gifts to those who are humble and contrite. The final exaltation at the proper time, when Jesus Christ returns, will ultimately lead to reigning with Christ into all eternity. Then we will be united with all those who have passed away before us. Then all wrongs and injustices will be put right. Then all wickedness and evil will be done away with forever. Then we will see Jesus Christ and reign with him forever and ever. How we long for that day to come. Amen. Let us now sing together. Psalm 25, the stanzas 4, 8, and 10. Mm -hmm. 